We're shedding our masks and breaking down walls. Hell, we may even drop our drawers. That's right. We're going commando with Angela and Dana. Hi, I'm Dana Sardano, and this is Angela DeMarco, and we are Going Commando. Going Commando is a little show that we put together because um, we believe that the the key to all fulfillment is giving yourself permission to be authentic, and we do that on the daily, and we we see the benefits of it. So we're hoping by doing so, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, we give you permission to do the same. So with that said, good morning, Miss Angela. Oh, good morning, Dana. You know, we were just talking, speaking of being honest and truthful. Yeah. I'm not feeling so hot today. <laughs> Things are just not feeling good. They could come out either way. Just letting y'all know. Ooh, guess what happens next? <laughs> for, for some reason, I'm thinking coffee is going to help. We'll see. Yeah. Great when you have we'll an see. acidic issue going yeah. on. <laughs> but it just soothes me. Coffee soothes me, though. It's like my, yeah. you know, I have no, I have no vices on this planet left, you know, except for my coffee. I have to have my coffee. Put know. the right creamer in it, man. It's magical. It's mm. magical. And I drink the mud water. I drink the mushrooms, you know. And yeah. uh, I, I mean, it's healthy. <clears throat> I mean, if you saw what I put in it, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like this creamy, delightful thing with a little aftertaste of dirt. It's quite nice. It's quite oh, nice. yeah. I tried to do the mud water. I did. And you know what? Uh, we'll put a thing for it because their branding is like my favorite branding of yeah. any other company I've ever worked with. And from like, um, not worked with, used, utilized yeah. their services, yeah. partook in their, their <laughs> offerings, whatever the fuck. Um, but they are... From their emails to their website to yeah. their, even their invoicing, they're just like their personality. They are the epitome of an amazing brand. So if there's anybody yeah. out there who's like wanting to get some inspiration, um, look up Mudwater. And and it's not bad tasting. I'm just you know I'm just a coffee fiend. Yeah, so yeah. I there's a humanness to their branding, which is nice. You know, like mm-hmm. the, there's just a humanness. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I would hang out with them. You know, like that's kind of. Yeah, right. <laughs> like they even like have a concierge, hey. you know what I mean? To see how your bug water experiences. <laughs> and I was like, hey, you're like us. Who knows if it was a robot or not? But I'm like, you like us too. And like, you should like look us up and we should hang out. Like, I remember I was like, I contacted my mug water concierge because she was so cool. She was like, yeah, thanks. I'll pass this on to the appropriate people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do with this shit? <laughs> What do I do with this shit that wants to hang out? Okay, okay, let's talk about the episode. Sorry. Okay, okay. So, so. (laughs) So, All right, guys. So, as you know, so wait, so Mudwater, you can call us because we love you. Call us. Um, So, we are in the season four gratitude. And this whole season, we're spending time discussing concepts that Dana has written in her book, um, Beyond the Ten, Decoding the Woo Woo. And it's a phenomenal book because not only does she debunk like or demystify what some of these words that feel kind of like esoteric or spiritual, like, you know, you say chakra and some people are like, (laughs) Um, but uh, it's just really the practicality of all of these things that exist, you know, in everybody's world, they're just called different things. So today we're going to be talking about the suck. The suck. so so basically you know in in the spiritual community you know people talk about the dark night of the soul and it's actually from Jungian psychology from Carl Jung and it's this idea that you know um 
I don't know how I would describe it like by the definition, like the Carl Jung definition, but basically when things get so shitty, like so shitty that, that you need to make a change, that's your dark night of the soul, rock bottom, if you will. Right. I call it the suck, you know? And so there's this idea of this dark night of the soul, you know, the shadow work, you know, Ooh, the shadow work, you know, and, and then you're awakening, Oh, you know, like all of it to me, <laughs> so irreverent, but all of it to me is, is a little bit too much. So we're going to break it down. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then just in AA terms too, yeah. like, cause, because these terms, ter- like I said, yeah, exist all-, in all different things. Yeah. AA is hitting your bottom. And then um, they do call it having, (laughs) could be, could be very, very. (laughs) So go on, hitting your bottom. Dirty in so many ways. Um, And definitely not pretty. Um, But it is hitting the bottom because there's really like nowhere else you can go. That's what the feeling is. There's no, you've had despair. You have um, utter lack of of seeing any kind of tunnel, light at the end of the tunnel. Um, And it's just really like, just being in that moment of like, oh my God, everything is the worst and there's no clarity on how you can get out of it. Right. Yeah. So just to give a little bit of context before we get into it, you know, I I talk about this a lot in 10 reps, but I always talk about how we all have experiences in our lives that have created belief systems, you know, our own beliefs about ourselves, about the world around us and patterns as a result of that. And a lot of our beliefs and a lot of our patterns are not, um, they're not fully functional. Like they're actually, well, dysfunctional, (laughs) so clever, but they're actually dysfunctional. And what happens is it gets worse and worse and worse. And we have all these opportunities through these unpleasant experiences to learn and then to shift it and change it to something that does work for us. But many of us don't do that. Many of us become immersed in the suck, right? And, And you've heard me say this a billion times, Angela, we get to a certain point in our lives. Usually it's like middle age and then on, so on, if we choose not to learn from our experiences, we become caricatures of ourselves. We become caricatures of the dysfunctional portion of ourselves. And then it gets worse and worse and worse. And there's dark night of the souls all over the place. You're just choosing not to take them, right? Does that does that sound reasonable and, and clear? Yeah. So the one thing I always trip up on when you say is, um, like, I understand what you mean, mm-hmm. but becoming caricatures of ourselves. Yes. That, I, I, that, for some reason, it's it's hard to be okay. a picture of what that looks like. Okay. So I think about, like, we all have personality traits and we all have coping mechanisms that we've designed. You know what I mean? Like, oh, humor to diffuse the situation. You know what I mean? We all have these things about us. And when they're healthy and in balance, um, then as we grow and evolve and learn, our coping mechanisms, our way of being, our personality traits continue to be healthy and in balance because they grow with our growth, right? But when we don't grow, when we don't choose to learn from whatever life is is serving us and we choose to continue to become, if I use humor, you know, I may become more aggressive with my humor. I may become more caustic and sarcastic. My humor may be offensive and not funny. Yeah. So what used to be lighthearted when it was in balance 
becomes a caricature of that trait. It just becomes the most extreme version of that trait gotcha. in whatever direction it's going in. So I always think of like people like, I think of like, you know, old, like my father. My father, he learned to reconcile a lot of his imbalances when he became later in age. But my father is he's kooky. He was kooky. He was kooky. He was quirky. He was, he was eccentric. He was like me on steroids. You know what oh, I mean? Jesus like me without the self-awareness. You know what I mean? <laughs> so he was that. And as he got older, he became in a quirky way, a caricature of that. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So my mother, on the flip side, my mother was like a mean girl when she was like younger. She was insecure. She was, you know, people just a mean girl. I mean, everybody knows a mean girl. Yes. And as she got older and didn't reconcile her imbalances, she became super twatty. And she yeah. went and she, you know, and she died or like she went to the grave. Um just being that mean and nasty old lady that just wanted the worst for people and was out, you know what I mean? Like that. So you become the more yeah. exploited steroid version of yourself. If that yes. Clarifies. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. really helped. That, that yeah. definitely helps. Thank right, you. Cool. cool. Yeah. And so, and, and then I also, I also say caric uh, caricature of the dysfunction because the dysfunction when it's this big, you know what I mean? But you feed it after midnight and you give it some water is fucking gremlin city. You know what I mean? Anyway, so let's talk about <laughs> so so awesome I talk, reference. I want to talk about the sh the shadow just for a second because again, people do the shadow work. We just say the work. You're doing the work. You know what I mean? But yeah. the shadow. Do you have a clear understanding? I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you have a clear understanding of like what that shadow is? It's not a term I use, okay. so I yeah. don't really. Yeah. You know, like to me, it's it's a. Uh, yeah, in the spiritual community, yeah. when they say do the shadow work, what is that? What is that kind of referring to? Because I know what my work is. And, and it's the same shit. And that's all I'm trying to, to demystify yeah. here, you know? Yeah. So so if we have a personality trait, again, it's all about balance and imbalance. Everybody wants to put good and evil, dark and light, but it's all about balance and imbalance. So if I have a personality trait, uh, name a personality trait, one of yours or one of mine. Uh, insecurity. Okay, insecurity. But let's not mine. call it insecurity. That's mine. Let's just, okay. yeah. <laughs> just to be clear. I'm not saying you are because clearly you're not. <laughs> so so let's but it's not that I've never been insecure or that I'm not insecure about some things, right? But insecurity, when balanced, is security. Mm -hmm. Right? And when it's extreme on the other side, it's like arrogance or overconfidence. Yeah. So when you're in balance, you're secure. Your shadow, depending on your personality type, might be insecurity in the sense where you're just kind of like meek. And then your insecurity, if you have a personality like mine, comes across as being overconfident, right? Okay. So the shadow is the dark side of whatever that personality trait is. Gotcha. Okay. Right? So okay. when we're doing our shadow work... <laughs> 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 right in the but when we're doing our the, the work the shadow work is we think it's the situation oh i'm in a dysfunctional relationship with my significant other oh i have toxic relationships at work oh i'm not happy with how i look or whatever it is right we're really looking at those circumstances but all those circumstances are doing are giving us an opportunity to look at our shadow God. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's all it is, is bringing it to the surface. So if you're in a relationship, let's just say, you know, like I'm in a relationship with my husband and I find that I keep getting upset because he's micromanaging me. 
All he's doing is showing me the shadow of my insecurity that I'm not good enough, that I don't do enough, that I'm right. So instead of getting mad at him for being micromanaging, personal no. example right here. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Nobody's I mean, they're still bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is all hypothetical. But instead of getting mad at him for being micromanaging, I have to stop and say, like, what, what's my problem? And I just want to give you one specific example. A couple of years ago, um, I was buying bubble wrap to the gallery of mail and all sorts of paintings and shit like that. And we had to go and we had to buy bubble wrap and we were in Walmart. And so he's in the aisle with the cart and I go down the side aisle to get the bubble wrap and I come back and I'm like, they didn't have the big roll one. They had this different kind. And he was like, oh, let me go look. So the shadow that hadn't been addressed to me wanted to say like what the fuck you know but i'm not i can't go and figure out bubble wrap myself i need you to show me that something is in there what my eyes don't work like that was all of this right (laughs) and so he goes and he comes back and he's like they didn't have it a duh they didn't have it but they had this and i looked at him and something clicked in me and i just said thank you for always you know for always trying to make sure that i have everything i need and I didn't really mean it. I just kind of forced it because I wasn't going to be like, fuck you, what? I don't have eyes. You know, I don't want to do that this time. Yeah, and yeah. he looked at me and he goes, thank you for finally getting it. Oh, I just got chills. Uh, <laughs> but we had a moment. We had a moment. And right there, my shadow of insecurity, there were a little layer was taken off. I was able to see it more clearly. And then I was able to shift and move on <laughs> and level up. but you know what i mean so that's what the shadow work is it's basically us not avoiding not ignoring uh not fighting against these imbalances but recognizing these imbalances accepting them and working on how to create more balance that's all i love that i love that and so would it be fair to say then that when you go through your Dark night of the soul, your bottom, your sh- your suck. <laughs> when you spank, spank your bottom, what is it? When, <laughs> no, you're when you hit bottom, when you hit bottom. I don't know if that would be a bad thing to get spanked. But... <laughs> when you spank your bottom. No, no, I'm just kidding. When you hit bottom, when you hit, go ahead, go on. I'm sorry. I can't. Sorry. I need a minute. <laughs> <laughs> such an idiot i know dude i know man i'm like i'm a little, right. little divichente okay so when you when you spank your bottom okay um okay so would it be fair to say that it, that is really the like a compounding of all of the shadows kind of like layered on top of each other because you don't hit a bottom or go through a dark night of the soul if it's just one like one shadow of one aspect yeah right yeah yeah. Yes, I'm agreeing with you. It's a combination of, I think, it could be varying combinations of, but a combination of several shadows, but usually it all comes down to a lot of, most of it comes down to insecurity. It just looks different. You know what I mean? Yeah, but fear, fear. Fear, fear. Well, fear and insecurity, they're like sisters. But, um, or brothers, depending. But it's either mm-hmm. a combination of varied aspects or one aspect that keeps getting worse and worse. The caricature, you know what I mean? It just, it's just yeah. worse and worse. You've ignored it. You've ignored it. You've ignored it. Right. But if, if you're ignoring something and you just keep being in terrible relationships, like you're ignoring, you know, your desperation. Oh my God. Are you there? 
I know you and I were having a bad connection, but okay. we're good. Okay, Keep no, going. no, no. My 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 compute my fixer thing, my cleaner came on, and you just disappeared completely. Everybody, but let's oh, I'm just here, say, baby, like, I'm here. But let's just say I have trauma that makes me insecure and makes me needy and desperate and seeking attention with anybody, but specifically men. Right. When I'm in high school, it's going to look a certain way and I'm going to get kicked around a little bit. And then I you know, get a little bit older, go to college, go into adult life and it's going to get worse and worse and worse. But by the time I'm in my 30s, if I don't reconcile that, if I don't rectify that imbalance, it's going to look like serious being cheated on. And maybe that will lead to to drug addiction or alcoholism or maybe me being you know, unfaithful because of my insecurities, maybe me being physically abused. That's what I'm talking about, the dark night. It doesn't start when you're 16. If it's yeah. ignored, it grows into this big mushroom cloud of, you know, full-blown diarrhea. Yeah. Well, I know that because a lot of it, I feel like, honestly, the Bill Wilson, he's the one who wrote the the AA book, Alcoholics Anonymous, mm. and kind of created the program. And I feel like there's a lot of divine inspiration from him when he wrote the book. So there's yeah. so many things, like he says, we are spiritual beings having a human yeah. existence, you know, um, experience. So there's a lot of stuff that like, when, um, that was helpful to me just to get from one place to another, right? Like yeah. I, was, I was using alcohol as a thing, whatever. And the, the, the things were remove all the bad plays, all the friends that you hung out at the bars with, you know, like they're like, get, like remove all external stimuli that was. It, that reminds you or feels like that space and don't jump into relationships with people because you're not ready yet. It's like really about like looking inward mm -hmm. and being able to say like, who am I? What do I like? What do I feel? What is, what is missing? What are my needs? Like really like that's the, that, that for me was the work. Right. Yeah. Yes. Whether it's right, whether it's addressing, oh, this is a shadow of my it's just this. words. It's just words. It's just words. But it's like, oh, I, tend to like, cause the thing is like, okay, so in the steps you're supposed to stop if you get the craving for alcohol, right? Cause it's not the alcohol that's calling you. It's not fucking disease. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going against everybody right here. Y'all can hate me if you want, but it is, you are trying to avoid something, a feeling, a person, a place, a thing you're trying to avoid. Alcohol is just a, a symptom to yes. avoid what's yes. really going on. So you stop and you say, okay, what's happening right now? What yep. is going on right now? Okay. Oh, I just got an email from my, my starter husband and he was a total dick in it and I'm all triggered. So I want to drink. Okay. All right. Now I know the problem is I can work through why yeah. I'm triggered and yeah. then not go for the unhealthy coping mechanism that I had. So that for me is, um, yeah. 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 And you, you know, you called it like, you know, an avoidance mechanism, but it's, there's a, there's a level of self-soothing involved. You know what I mean? When we don't learn how to soothe ourselves in a, again, in a healthy, balanced way, we soothe ourselves externally. There are a bazillion ways to self-soothe. You could do it with alcohol. You could do it with um, relationships. And I'm not, I'm talking about like the flighty relationships. Oh, I got attention. Oh, I got, you know what I mean? Whatever it is. Oh my God, selfies. There's a level of self-soothing because you need to be seen and people need to see you. You need to be seen. When you see that impulse buys self-soothing, uh, mm -hmm. oh my God, right? There, there, there's so much, there's so much to, to, to the self-soothing. So something happens. Oh, I eat a cookie. Oh, I deserve it. I worked hard. So self-gambling, self-soothing.
Yeah. So yeah. it's all, you know, again, avoidance, self-soothing. It's all, Hannah, it depends on your personality, what you want to call it. Avoidance, right. flight, self-soothing, fight. You know what I mean? It just, it's all yeah. the same stuff. It's all the same stuff. It's all decoding the woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a book about it. Yeah, you did. Well, hit, you did. Go. <laughs> um, but there are, you know, there, and, and then there are the, uh, the external circumstances that happen right yeah. and and they they are also triggers for creating like the, a dark time could be because you're scared for family you're scared for other people like it's just fear right so mm -hmm. what can someone do in this time because this is again this is a when there's external circumstances that yes. are causing great fear yeah. it is still bringing to light your shadows yes Yes. So what yes. is, what is like, so if someone's right now sitting in their chair, listening to us fucking be idiots, <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Very much. Um, and, and they're just, there's the situations beyond their control, but it's yeah. triggering deep fear in them. Like deep. Okay. Give okay. The, let's give them some help here. Okay. So, so it's funny. There's, there's two directions that I want to go with this. I want to go, I want to talk about the, the collective dark night of the soul. I'm going to start there and then I'll make okay. my way back to the individual. So here's the thing, you know, and I've talked about this before. You hear the expression as above, so below, right? So as in when something is in the microcosm, it looks the same in the micro, the macrocosm, just grander, just bigger, right? So, so when, 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 when we have a problem, when something needs to be addressed in us as an individual, right? What happens is that the catalyst happens. It awakens us to the problem. It triggers, another term I hate, but it triggers uh, a reaction to it. It forces us to look at it. If we look at it immediately, it's still painful. And then we address it. If we don't look at it immediately, whatever, another trigger becomes more painful. Whatever it is, you ignore it. It gets bigger and bigger until you address it. And that happens as the individual. After you, 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 the catalyst happens, you feel your shittiness, you, you know, you figure out how to cope with it, you take action, you address it, everything falls to shit, they usually go hand in hand, either it falls to shit and you take action, or you take action and it falls to shit, but it will always fall to shit, it will always be uncomfortable, people don't birth babies like, eh, there it is, they're screaming, they're crying, they're sweating, they're pooping, it's a mess, that's what it's like, no, too much, should I pull it back? But when we are overcoming something, it is not pretty. Everything's got to get raised to the ground. But the beauty about that is it's, it, there's a, a, a blank slate for it to be rebuilt. And it could be rebuilt and created in the way that you want it, with the beauty, with the love, with the unity, with the greatness. And we do this all the time in our lives, whether we realize it or not. Right? Oh, that sucks. Oh, totally shitty. Oh, I better do stuff to address it. Oh, look how pretty that is. We do that with everything. Right. So now, if that if that works that way, right? Are we good? Yeah, that's like that right there. That that's how you do it. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. oh yay! Yeah, so eloquent, so so pretty, so pretty. Okay. So, but when we do that as the individual, 
think about the collective conscious. We do that in a collective. When you look back at history over, oh my God, the thousands and thousands of years, there's like something really, really shitty happens, right? Everybody like freaks out, but we're looking at it in the rear view. We're reading about it in a book or we're hearing about it, but shitty happens. And then the next age after it, like the dark ages, the plague and all, oh, look, the Renaissance, right? So there's always... If people are learning from it or growing from it, there's always this dawn after this darkness, right? Yeah. So now we are in a time where shit is going south, right? We're, But it's always gone south, but we haven't been in it. We've only heard about it secondhand, but we're in a time, you know, you, you, whatever. Do I have to start naming shit? No. You got your, okay. No. We'll just say you got your war, you got your pestilence, you got your plague, you got your famine. <laughs> Got all your horsemen. You got all your horsemen, right? So shit is going south. And collectively, we are all suffering. Some of us are suffering directly. Some of us are suffering a degree or two of separation. Some of us are on the periphery and we're like, ooh, there's lots of suffering. But there's suffering. If we can, as the individuals and as humanity, recognize that the suffering sucks. It is. It's part, but it's part of the birthing, right? Again, it's the shit and the sweat, the screaming and the crying, right? If we can recognize that this is awful, but if we all individually, okay, what are we taking from this and how are we going to go and make the world a better place? And yes, I'm not saying don't grieve. I'm not saying don't suffer. I'm not saying don't feel the pain. I mean, I know that there's things going on right now that I've had to like distance myself um, before I could I had to ground and anchor myself before I could actually address it with the people that I love. Like that's how painful the world can be right now. <clears throat> but when we recognize that sometimes these birthing pains need to happen to make things a better place, but it's up to us as the individuals to do our part to make the world a better place. And that could be as simple as addressing our own stuff. Because if we're anchored and we're well and we're happy and we're whole, we can then meet the traumas that go on around us. We're a little bit more fortified. And think about if we all do that and we all become unified and strong and galvanized together, then the shit that goes down in the world is still going to suck. But we're here to meet it with, with love. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Well said. And I think that's kind of like what we're trying to do here is to be like that anchor, yeah. right? And be that, that, that voice of compassion and love and keeping spirits up, you know, um, there's, there's, we each have jobs to do and how we can help. And those who are more on the periphery have the power to hold that, hold that space for them. <laughs> I, I can't believe I just, I never even used that term, yeah, but I, just, I can't think but of it's exactly to say, what it is. right? It's exactly what it is. It's holding <laughs> space. And you know, it can be misunderstood that I remember, I remember right after 9-11 and the, the first time Saturday Night Live was on after 9-11. So it was a few weeks later. And I remember, I don't remember who the host was, but Lauren Michaels was on stage and they were like, it's okay. I'm all chills for some reason. But the question was, is it okay that we do this? And Lord Michaels was like, yes, we have to go on. And he's like, can we be funny? Or Lord Michaels was saying, can we be funny? And whoever was speaking was like, why would you start now? Like that was the joke. <laughs> but it can be misunderstood that people that maintain this lighthearted way of being in times of trouble don't get it or disrespectful because they're not getting immersed in the suck. Yeah. But really, 
it's important. It's not to ignore what's happening out there. It's not to, you know, even uh, be, you know, disrespectful to those who suffer. But if I suffer with you, we both drown. Somebody needs somebody to hold some kind of space here, to hold some kind of space here and to remind us to remind humanity that it's okay to be happy. It's okay to feel love. It's okay to be authentic. It's okay to feel joy. It's okay to crack jokes. It doesn't take away the seriousness. It just, it lightens it a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And also that, yes, you have to grieve. Yes. You have to go through your processes. Yes. You have to go when those who are really like in it, but know that we're here when you're ready because there will be a light at the end of the tunnel there will be a dawn there will be a brighter day and we're here like we've got the party going we've got the snacks on the table snacks. we are here when yep. you are ready yep. <laughs> definitely snacks <laughs> on so. that note that was a, a beautiful call to action angela i think that uh yeah we got snacks there it is. <laughs> I don't have the alcohol. It's a BYOB, but you know. <laughs> so I, I think on that note, we should we should uh, put a little bow on this. I know you always have um, wonderful shout outs and things to say. You got anything you want to yes, throw out there? Okay. So uh, yeah, let's just do a, um, a, a shout out to all of our, all of our friends in the world right now. Know that we're here for you. We're, we're, holding space and when we're here, we got snacks. Um, please, um, you know, just help us get our support out there by sharing us, subscribing, liking, doing all the, you know, all the stuff that, you know, people beg, please share us. Please <laughs> and subscribe. I hate, <laughs> I hate it. I hate it as much as I say, hate saying things like holding space and alignment, but yeah, but just press the button, man. We want to, we just need to we just want to help and we think that um honestly us just up here acting like uh the fools um is really helpful for the sake of humanity (laughs) so so please help us uh, please help us by sharing and all that good stuff um and uh dana's book uh, beyond the 10 decoding the woo woo is available on amazon put a link somewhere in comments or whatever and um dana also teaches a workshop on this which is super fun long time yeah, yeah. so those who are reading the book right now i know there are a few of you out there who are kind of like reading in tandem with these episodes so cool yeah. definitely comment join in if you if you're like get to the part that we're talking about um would love to know your experiences dana loves i'm gonna speak for it. you like you're not here she loves she loves connecting with people who are reading the book and it is um this i'm not you know a profound author like dana is but i do have a book and when when someone people read it and they like show me like a little snippet or something like it feels so good it's like oh i said something that connected so um it's definitely like let's just have more conversation um dana and i are very active on linkedin um so you can definitely reach out to us there we post little reels of these things all the time and we just want to have a conversation want to continue to have a conversation with this because you know i love talking to my girl but it's also nice to get other opinions and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice to talk to other people too <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah all right so remember we got the snacks we got, we got snacks snacky and uh and thanks for coming thanks for joining us and uh and see you next time. everyone has a story I have a story, you have a story, we all have a story. As I see it, you have three choices. Allow your story to define you, use it to excuse you, 
or utilize it as a method to empower you. It's your life. You have the power. You choose. Rewrite your story on finduniquelyyou.com.